Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that. I figured why we fool around so little. And we keep track of time Being so serious, idiots Thinking it will matter Keep me company downtown Before the clock runs out Sun is shining but the rain is welcome too Friends are nearby, don't need another view Time is not on my mind but then it's you Oh, I love it when the love comes around And then I remember All things must pass But I'm not gonna wake up, wake up I'm not ready, let me have another day Don't wake up, wake up Keep it steady cause I'm happy I'm not gonna wake up, no, not yet Whoa, no, not yet Whoa, no, no, not yet Whoa I'm afraid I'll end up nowhere Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Hello, hello. Guys, I am, I'm like hyper, I'm frantic. I have just had a text, you will not believe this. I have just had a text to say my suitcase that went missing seven weeks ago, almost two months ago, is apparently out for delivery. <laughs> I'm reluctant to believe this because... Like three or two weeks ago, I can't remember, I was told it was on its way home and it turned out that was a big lie. But this, I'm not going to lie, this is looking quite official. I mean, it could turn up and it could be someone else's case. I would not be surprised at this point if that happened. But it looks like it could potentially happen whilst I'm recording this. So we are on this journey together. This is really nerve wracking. Oh my God, I need to compose myself. I've actually just managed to pull myself away from the window. I swear, like, a force was holding me at the window. Like, I just want to watch until it arrives, but I need I need to get on with work. Okay. <sighs> right, I won't lie, I'm a wee bit scared that whilst I record this, I would not hear the doorbell in case the case does arrive and I'm the only person in the house. But anyway, look, the show must go on. So... Today's episode is going to be quite a sensitive one, guys, 
bit of a sad one, a very, very, very personal one, which I've been a wee bit like, uh, should I speak about it? Should I not speak about it? But I've decided I'll speak about it because you know me, I'm a very open book. Um, but be prepared for quite the big dip this week. This roller coaster feels like it's going down like oblivion at Alton Towers. Have you been to Alton Towers and have you went on Oblivion? I am choking to go back to Alton Towers. It's so, so good. I used to always go with my school, my high school. Who wants to go back? I've decided this week I'm going to tell you my story, I suppose, experiences with bullying. And trust me when I say I'm not using the word bullying lightly. I suppose my intentions of talking about something so personal and something so, I suppose, a dark time of my life is to help anyone out there who's potentially currently suffering from bullying, has suffered from bullying, or even just to make people aware and think a wee bit more about how their actions can genuinely impact somebody's life. Bullying is such an isolating, horrendous experience and unfortunately it actually can happen to anyone. So if this is something you're currently experiencing, please know that you're not alone and I do promise you from my own experience things will get better in time okay here's my story so I'm obviously not going to go into extreme finer details because there's just really no need but I'll obviously tell you enough so that you understand and obviously I'm not going to be mentioning names etc I'm not here to out people I'm a bigger person than that my bullying um and just to make it clear, I was the one who was bullied. I was not the bullier. Um, and there's actually, I know there's two sides to every story, but there's just not with this, as you will hear. Um, but my bullying started when I was five years old, believe it or not, literally just before I was about to start primary school. And it didn't end until I was 14, I'm sure it was, um, about a year into me starting high school so for this full nine years I was bullied by the same two girls nobody else was involved everybody else around me at school etc was really nice to me but unfortunately these two girls were really in really close vicinity to me for pretty much the full duration of those nine years my first ever memory, and it's actually fucking mind-blowing, I can remember this, um, but my first ever memory of the bullying starting was when I was a literal tiny tot. I must have been five. Um, so these two girls had a family member who lived a few doors away from my house, so they spent a lot of time in my estate, we'll call it, like where I lived, in my street, and they played with all the kids that lived there. The first ever instance I... I'd say realised that these girls didn't like me. Granted, I was really, really young, so I probably didn't understand fully. But the first thing I can remember to this day is everyone was invited into their grand's house where they always visited to play, except for me. So say there was like six of us, like six kids that were all kind of neighbours hung about. I was the only one out of the six who wasn't allowed in to play. I honestly, like you might not believe me, I don't know if you can remember this far back, who knows, but I can remember so vividly being told at the door, no, you can't come in. And I had to turn around and walk away myself back to my house. 
I was literally, as I said, a wee girl, potentially five years old, if I'm right in my memories. So I doubt I felt like that upset because I probably didn't understand that I was being left out. I probably didn't understand what was actually going on. And I probably just walked home and played with my wee brother, Paul, who would have been a toddler at the time. Paul must have been like two, potentially three. So I'm sure I probably got in and just forgot about it. But... I can remember being told I wasn't allowed in and I can remember walking home myself thinking, oh, I believe this went on and on and on and on and on and on. And it started to become quite a known thing in the neighbourhood that I was not allowed to play with these girls for whatever reason. When I say not allowed, it wasn't like my mum and dad didn't let me or their family didn't let them. They did not allow me to play with them for whatever reason. The next thing I remember... I was in my next door neighbour's house. So the house, it was like directly through through from mine. Um, My family were really close to my next door neighbour's. So I was there every day, probably playing in their back garden or front garden, whatever. But this particular time, all of the kids in the estate were there. So like I said, maybe six, maybe seven, eight, I don't know. All, All the kids were playing in the garden this time, including these two girls. And again, I remember this so vividly. They said, like I was there, they said to my neighbour, who was a wee boy and he was one year younger than me, they said to my neighbour, don't let Megan on the trampoline. And him being the child that he was, just went along with it and he said, you can't come on. And it's worth me saying at this point that as a child, I was so shy. Like, think of shy and times it by 10. Like, even now when we watch, like, um, home videos, like, say, on Christmas Eve, sometimes we'll watch videos from when me and Paul were babies or kids. And I watch it like, what the fuck? Like, I was so, so quiet. I did not speak. I wouldn't smile properly. I was a really timid wee thing. So I was very, very shy. I would never stick up for myself. And how how mad is that? Because look at me now. I'm literally talking down a microphone to who knows who. <laughs> so yeah, very shy, timid, scared, nervous wreck. So sticking up for myself was simply not an option. But I do remember, I must have like touched the trampoline or like put an arm on it as if like I was going to climb on it anyway. Just testing the water, seeing if they'd let me join in. And one of the girls pushed my hands away and she said if I went on it they'd push me off so again at this point I remember running back to my house and this time I was really upset because I physically had no one to play with everybody was out playing I remember it being a sunny day and I just wasn't allowed so far this probably sounds like what any kid probably experiences at some point. Not serious, I understand. So, we're moving on. My timelines might be a wee bit off, but anyway, I remember I started primary school, obviously, and I can remember my mum and dad talking about it, like being a known thing that, thank God, I wasn't going to be in the same class as these two girls because we were all going to the same primary school because we all lived in the same area. And I don't know, like to this day, I've never asked if my mum and dad spoke to the school prior to me starting, but I'm certain for the majority of primary school, I was not in the same class as either of the girls, which obviously was a good thing. I think there might have been like a year or two where I was in a class with just one of them, but never them both together. 
However, the playground still existed and in my school, I'm sure it's probably most schools, a lot of different classes, like maybe like from primary one to primary three would play in a, play, a playground and then primary fours to primary sevens would play in a different playground. Um, so you can mingle with other people if you wanted to. Luckily, in my favour, the two girls would often go into the football yard to play football, whereas I would go into the normal one to play imaginary aliens. <laughs> no word of a lie. Obviously, my memory of primary school isn't very good. I can barely remember what I had for my breakfast. Genuinely, I'm, I'm not even shitting you. I cannot remember what I had for breakfast. Uh, I went to the gym. Oh, toast, beans, scrambled eggs. That's like my new combo right now. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, but anyway, I know there was regular, in- regular incidents with them shouting like mean things at me and... They had, I'm not even slating anyone, but they had a couple of pals. To be fair, I didn't have many friends because I was very shy, but they had like two friends and they'd always say like awful things to them and they'd all bitch about me. Not bitch because we were like young, but like they'd walk past me like laughing at me or pointing at me or just like saying mean things. Also, I know that all of the teachers were well aware of the situation. I don't really know how. I'm assuming my mum and dad probably phoned the school, went to the school. I'm not too sure how because, again, it's, it's genuinely something I have never asked about because, to be honest, I just don't like revisiting it. But the teachers were all aware of it because they'd always check in on me, like, every so often. Like, they'd be like, everyone would go out to lunch and they'd be like, Megan, can you wait behind just to speak to you? And they'd say, like how are you getting on are you struggling with anything is anybody annoying you is anybody hurting your feelings like I remember that being a thing obviously I was young at the time and didn't think a lot of it but being older and looking back I understand that was obviously why maybe they'd done the same with the two girls I don't know if they asked them how they were in case they thought like I was being rude to them I'm sure they probably would have asked them I'm not too sure I can obviously only speak from my own experience but I know that people were really aware of it like even just like kids in my class were aware that there was an ongoing issue with me and these two girls but the next really significant thing I can remember and something that completely and utterly broke my heart in primary school took place when I was probably like 10 or 11 years old it was definitely towards the end of primary school years so I was innocently out in the playground playing I was still really shy at this age so I had a really small group of friends actually it wasn't even a group it was just me and this other girl at the time Um, and I really I really really kept myself to myself I can't tell you how much I was just such an introvert introvert is that the word and here to come marching up it was like them two and their their little entourage their two other wee friends um I can't really remember how I ever felt I don't think I felt scared when I was younger I think the word was just dread like I just get that feeling like in the pit of my tummy but I'll actually never forget this till the day I die. Like I can I can actually still hear it. Like so clearly. I can see the playground. I can remember the you know those 
that material if you scratch it oh my god it sends shivers through your body it was like a kind of orangey colour I remember it was sunny outside I remember I was playing with a pipe fuck knows why playing with a pipe Um, I remember I was wearing like a wee navy skirt I had my wee navy socks on I could see my wee knobbly knees because I was pure looking down at my legs when they came over because I was probably fucking shaking like a leaf anyway I remember them coming over unprovoked obviously because I would not say boo to a fucking ghost and they said you're well one of the girls said you're so ugly just like your mum remember these girls spent a lot of time in my estate or street whatever you want to call it because their grand lived there so they knew my mum so this really hit home like I remember sobbing uncontrollably genuinely just breaking my heart I don't really remember what happened next. Like, I don't remember walking or moving. I just feel like the next memory I have is standing in the classroom whilst everyone's still out playing. I'm in the I'm in the classroom with the teacher, and the teacher's hugging me, and I was like sobbing uncontrollably to the point my dad actually picked me up from school. I'm sure. Um, I don't. I, as I said, I don't know how that came around, but I've obviously people probably seen I was unconsolable so the teachers obviously got involved I think this was probably like the first time I was old enough because I was like 10 or 11 I think that was the first time I was old enough to realize what was going on like I was so aware that I was being bullied like these two girls only picked on me I didn't see anybody else in my class being treated like this this had been going on for what five or maybe even six years by this point and when you're a child five or six years is a lifetime to you it's like majority of your life and I I do remember sitting in the back of my dad's car and I remember driving I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even home and he parked over at the side of the pavement, I remember, and I was uncontrollably crying and I remember thinking in my head, like, this will never end. Like, this is my life. This is always going to be my life. I'm always going to be tormented by these two girls. This was also my first and one of my very few or potentially the only time I've heard anyone talk badly about my family which is gut-wrenching at any age trust me skip a couple of years it still went on obviously I still went to school with them it did not stop Um, I think the teachers made more of an effort like even more of an effort to keep us apart but it definitely still went on but nothing sticks out to me to discuss 
it was time to leave primary school and move to high school. I remember being overjoyed. Like, I mean, I have never felt relief quite like this when I found out that the two girls were not going to be going to the same high school as me. And I even remember like my mum and dad being like, it's done, like this is over. Like, thank God the end was finally in sight. And starting high school for me was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. That's when I really, really came out my shell. It felt like a complete fresh start. There was new people. Everybody was new to each other. Nobody knew each other. These two girls were not there. I absolutely was loving life. There was no issues, no drama, no bullying. And I did, I did start to become quite the chatterbox, as you can probably tell. Oh, I'd also moved house at some point before, was it before? Yeah, it was before starting high school. Um, so things were looking up and I never, ever seen the girls. Like, I no longer lived in the same street of their gran. I didn't go to the same school as them anymore. There was just nowhere and no reason for me to have to see these girls, which I was obviously super pleased about. So one day I'm walking Harry, my dog, Literally just at the bottom of my street and at the opposite side of my street. So picture my house being in the middle. I was down the bottom of the street walking Harry and up the very top of the street is like a little lane and it was a shortcut, which we then figured out was a shortcut for these girls to get from their high school to their grand's house because although I moved house it's still like in the same kind of area like it was still walking distance so I'm walking Harry and I see them I reckon I was 13 or 14 at the time I hadn't seen them in probably a full year potentially even longer I shat myself no literally I actually did not put my pants, but I felt instantly sick. I was absolutely petrified. I hadn't seen them in so long. I didn't expect to ever see them again. They clocked me just as quickly as I clocked them. And of course, they began to approach me. They start talking at me and I'm not even lying. I honestly cannot remember what they were even saying. I don't know what was said. I think I was so terrified that I couldn't even listen. Like I could see their lips talking. I could hear noise, but I wasn't listening to what was being said. I mean, I, I doubt it was, hey, Megan, how are you? It was probably something awful. Um, but it just escalated so fucking quickly. One of them, now this makes me actually sick. Like it makes me feel sick to my stomach. Sure, it will you as well. One of them kicked Harry, my dog, who was a fucking puppy at a time. We'd literally just got Harry. He was a wee, teeny, fluffy puppy. So they kicked Harry. I'm obviously screaming. I'm crying. I remember bending down or kneeling down, like going down to the ground to obviously pick him up. I'm shaking. The other one... I'm not laughing. This is not fucking funny. The other one punches me in the face. I mean, a proper punch, like a proper fist connecting directly with my face. I was so skinny. I was so flimsy. I was so weak, genuinely weak all over as a person, physically, emotionally, mentally. 
I'm sitting, I remember just like kneeling on the grass. I'm trying to cuddle Harry. He's like yelping, he's crying, he's jumping all over me. I'm sobbing. I just like, I can just remember looking at the grass. And I remember then hearing like from behind me, somebody shouting out the window and they two just ran off. That's all I remember. And then all of a sudden this woman is like standing behind me and she's got like her hand on my shoulder, I'm sure. I just, I was sitting on that grass for a few minutes, probably, maybe not even a few minutes, but what felt like a lifetime, cuddling Harry, thinking like, I am a piece of shit. Like, I couldn't even defend my own puppy, my helpless wee puppy. They have just punched me and now I'm sitting on the grass crying. Like, I really genuinely thought I'd had a fresh start and I'd moved on from this and somehow they still managed to get to me. But it turns out a neighbour, this woman who's now behind me, was a neighbour from down the bottom of the street and she had witnessed a full thing from her window. Um, So she came out to make sure I was okay. She was so, so nice. I didn't actually know her. Like, this was my first encounter with her, but she was so nice to me. And she walked me back up to my house. I remember I couldn't even say a word to her. I was just, like, shattered is a word. One, shattered as in felt like a piece of glass that had shattered everywhere but also shattered as an emotionally so tired I was really at breaking point with this whole scenario I also remember crying so loud like not from physical pain because I had literally just been punched in the face but from emotional pain I was just like wailing up the street I remember like my mum opening the door I remember walking through it and just walking past her and my neighbour followed and obviously and she must have sat downstairs with her mum and told her what she's seen and I it was like I was having like an outer body experience like I wasn't taking note of anyone in the house like my mum my dad Paul I think I just put Harry on the ground and I just walked up the stairs like continuing to do this wailing and I could hear like people speaking but I wasn't like taking note of what was being said like I remember my mum like picking up the phone and literally dialing 999 I don't know if that sounds dramatic but I think it was 100% at that point and I just ran up to my room like in a complete state this is so sad I mean you might not find it that sad but when I think back to this like version of myself who actually doesn't even feel like myself I mean I'm sure no one really can relate to the 13 or 14 year old version of themselves but this like wee version of me is so different to what I am now that I'm like struggle to believe that was me but I remember breaking my heart in my room and I was saying out loud well shouting out loud I was like why am I such a weirdo I was I mean hands are in my his head's in my hand sorry and I'm like shouting saying how I'm so much of a weirdo and just like shouting abuse at myself and I kid you not I remember this exact feeling I thought like I've never seen anybody else get bullied nobody in my class gets bullied they two don't do this to anybody else so it must be me like I must be the problem I must be the complete weirdo for this to be happening to me Next thing I remember is the police being there. I remember sitting in my living room. It was dark outside now because it was like later on that night. 
remember thinking, what the fuck? Like, why am I sitting in between two police officers, like, giving a statement? I'm like, 13. Anyway, I remember them being there. I was so embarrassed. I was mortified. I was ashamed. I felt like I was in the wrong, even though I categorically was not. But anyway, I was telling them the story and I was thinking, like, they just think I'm a stupid wee girl. Like, they think I'm embarrassing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they have better things to be out there doing. Like, I was really, really putting the blame on myself. I actually don't remember the complete outcome. To be honest, I probably wasn't told because I was really young. So I don't know what came of the police being at my house, if anything. But all I do know is I have never seen them again. Ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. What are the chances? So that, in a nutshell, guys, is my story and experience of bullying. There's obviously so much more that went on in there. I mean, as I said, it literally happened for nine years, one year off a decade. So there was a lot more than those four stories. But those are like weirdly things that crop up in my head. Like it's so strange, but sometimes like, I'll just think about it and I'm like that was fried man like I see if I'm feeling like a wee bit sad or anxious or something like those memories pop up again whereas I've kind of blocked out everything else but (laughs) it was madness I I rarely tell people I've been bullied obviously because it's not exactly something I'm like proud of or shout from the rooftop but when I have told like a few people or whatever people are often quite shocked because they don't see me as that like shy timid wee thing that I once was and that's what I've realized I have seriously changed as a person from it in most ways good but in some ways I would say are quite bad I mean obviously we've all changed since we were a a literal kid but I have had like a total 180 in my personality like now I will not take shit I'll speak my mind if I feel like someone's been unfair towards me someone's like been nasty or whatever like I genuinely will say if I think someone's been shit which is definitely a good thing for majority of the time but a bad thing I would say is I'm definitely more defensive like as soon as anything happens my kind of like instinct now is to defend myself and don't get me wrong I can 100% take criticism even though nobody likes to hear it like let's be serious it's fucking shit when someone tells you you're like acting different or acting out like obviously it's not an easy pill to swallow but I can do it I don't throw my toys out the pram I don't shout at people I'm not like that but it is like in my head I'm like no defend yourself defend yourself because for literally almost a decade I let people walk all over me. I would not say a single thing back. I would just cry. I'd run away. I'd let myself collapse into an absolute heap of emotion. So now I am more defensive, but it's not always a good thing. Like there is scenarios where my first reaction was to defend and I really wish it hadn't been. Sometimes you just need to sit back and hear hear the scenario and listen instead of defending yourself but being bullied it definitely taught me a lot and I've definitely grown as a person one in height two in my brain 
But I'd like to think because I have been through it myself, I have a lot of compassion for anyone I see who's potentially experiencing something similar. And I'm not saying anyone's going to like mail me because I'm not like, you know, a professional, I'm not a therapist, anything like that. But if anyone is listening to this and can relate in any way, my DMs are always open. Like, even if it's just to vent, it's just to be able to say, do you know what? Oh my God, like, I really related to that because none, not that I'm aware, none of my friends have, like, experienced bullying like this. And sometimes it is, like, it's a big, it's a big thing to go through. It really is. I don't know if I have, like, explained that to you as well enough on this podcast, but it is something that Loki does haunt me still to this day. So it is comforting to speak to someone who has also been through something similar. I'll tell you what, though, I am shitting myself when I have kids of my own one day because if my kids experienced anything like that, it would absolutely kill your soul. I seen firsthand what it done to my mom and dad. I know that they really struggled with it. Like I've never had to ask them. I've never said, by the way, how did you find that? Because I can remember so clearly seeing how much it got to them, um, especially as it went on so long. Like, oh my God, kids can be so evil. But that's a worry I certainly don't have to think about anytime soon. Anywho, that is today's episode. It has been deep, but on a serious note, being bullied is such a lonely, isolating thing. You feel like we weird alien and you genuinely don't think anyone out there can understand how you feel. But trust me, there is people out there also feeling what you're feeling and going through what you're going through. I can promise you, you're absolutely not alone and trust me, it will get better. In time, everything will get better. I am so sure of that. I am the proof of it. Look at me now. Sometimes getting a wee bit, you know, trolled online. But other than that, I am not being bullied anymore. And I'm so confident in myself. I can stick up for myself. I came through the other side and you can too. So thank you so much to listen for listening to this episode. I love having you around. As always, I'm now going to go sit by my window and wait for a suitcase, see if it doesn't come. I'm like, I'm going to the fucking press. You cannot ban me up twice. Anyway, I'm going to look out my window and I also need to pack. Oh, I went quite far without burping. I also need to pack because I'm going to London tomorrow, which I'll be vlogging. So check out my YouTube channel if you want to see what I got up to. But until next week, my roller coaster riders, have a gorgeous week. I love you so much. Goodbye. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that. I figured why we fool around so little. And we keep track of time. Being so serious, idiots. Thinking it will matter. Keep me company downtown. Before the clock runs out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.